Welcome everyone to Digging Deep, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the hearts and minds of remarkable individuals from every corner of life. I'm your host, Diego Hernandez. Truly thrilled to have you here joining us as we dig deep into another interview. From entrepreneurs to artists, explorers to educators, we're opening opening the door to bring you all types of guests and to share their stories and hopefully to bring to you uh, the listener entertainment and some value at the end of it. Uh, guys, I'm really excited to have an, another guest here uh, to share his story. He goes by B Machine. Uh, he's an artist based here in the 209. He's been making music for 11 years professionally. Uh, he's been writing and producing music, and uh, he's been trying to build his career for years. And he's had some success, which has been awesome, man. I'm really excited to get into that. And he's uh, he's going to share his stories, his highs, his lows, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, Brian, welcome to the show, my man. Thank Glad you. to have you here. Yeah, and uh, we'll get right into it, man. So tell us about yourself. What do you do for a living? Um, you know, where do you where are you currently living right now? And uh, what do you when do you get the chance to work on your art? Mm-hmm. Uh, grateful to be here, my brother. Uh, I go by Machine, aka B Machine. I am from the two hundred nine. I'm a trilingual lyricist, uh, international recording artist, nice. uh, and I've been doing it like you said for the past eleven years. So nice. making music. Um, yeah, man. I'm out here you know what i mean yeah, I'm out yeah. Here. <laughs> so uh we did we did get the chance to talk a little bit off camera so uh, we'll definitely bring some of those things in so um yeah so you uh as of right now you're still building your career you're not full you're not full-time full-time music you every chance you get to on the weekends or uh, when you're not working um you know you're uh, networking you're trying to find an opportunity to go out there and, and perform so um between that, you know, when you wake up, what do you do to, to survive, to pay the bills, to get by? To survive and pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, I work uh, with Stockton Unified School District. Uh, big love, big love, big love. Um, I work directly with the youth. So I think one of my things is uh, my purpose in life, obviously, is to make great music, right? To be able to travel through the music. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is like, what are, what are what am I doing for my community? And mm-hmm. I think by working with Stockton Unified, I've been able to like really get um, just direct with the youth, you know what I mean? Work yeah. directly with the kids. And, uh, I do that. And then up until COVID, um, I was working at, uh, I had like, let's see, I had like four jobs. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I was working, uh, at K-Win, uh-huh. at the radio station in 209, Northern California, one of Northern California's best yeah, biggest, uh, radio, 100%. St- radio stations. I was working at K-Win. Uh, I was w- doing real estate work as well, mm-hmm. uh, as a property manager uh, work, my work with Stockton Unified School District and then making music as well. So awesome. It was like my four jobs. So you're constantly moving, you're always doing something. Bro, yeah. what's out here? Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> always, always, always. Uh, so I know that you said, and this is, I completely forgot about it. You brought it up. You went to UOP, mm-hmm. um, to one of the bigger, biggest universities, honestly, in, in the Central Valley, just in general. Um, how was your education experience there? Like, run us through that. Did you enjoy it? Do you do you regret going? Um, did, you know, do you still have friends that you talk to to this day? Uh, walk us through that. Shout Shout out to the alma mater. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't know about the University of the Pacific. Yeah. They think uh, we are like right on the ocean. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? They, that's what they think. A lot of my homies that I had that went that I went to college with, yeah. they're like, yeah, bro, when I first thought of uh, University of the Pacific, I thought ocean was right. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there yeah. ain't no ocean. <laughs> ain't no ocean in the We, we got bro. the Delta. You know yeah, what I mean? We pull got- up to the Delta. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, I my experience was great. I think UOP, UOP being in Stockton specifically um, for me, that it's such a like, there's it's drastic lifestyles, right? Mm-hmm. You have uh, diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I put it for for, for UOP. It's like there's so many, uh, so much money and resources right there within within that campus, and mm-hmm. then you go two miles out, 
You got homeless people. You got shootings. Yeah. You got, you know what I mean? You got grave, like people really. At their lowest. Day yeah. to day, to day uh, survival, right? Yeah. So for me, it was a, it was an experience to like, it really built who I am. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and obviously being from the 209, I was born in Lodi, um, or raised in Galt. Uh, and then I went to Stockton and then I went to UOP. Yeah. So for me being able to go there, I originally was going to go to the Bay area. I was going to go to, um, I was going to go to, da- oh, I was going to go to Davis or, uh, St. Mary's in the Bay. Okay. Gotcha. So that was kind of like the original thing. But then my dad got sick he had Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a choice of like, okay, well, let me just stay closer to home get my education and yeah. also like take care of my dad and be there for him. Yeah. So yeah, man, I mean, overall I can't, besides how expensive it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like obviously I had to take out some, some loans, but overall, man, I met some of my best friends that I still have to this day. That's awesome. You know what I mean? I, I got my internship at the radio station because of UOP. Mm-hmm. So I have nothing but great things to say. I mean, overall the party, you know what I mean? I, a lot of people want to go to college for the party lifestyle and whatnot, yeah, yeah. but it is what you make of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. It is what you make of it. So That's sweet, man. Yeah, you never would have... I, n- I never would have guessed, dude. You're like, what? You went to UOP? Like, <laughs> I, I only have a couple people that have gone there because uh-huh. it's, it's not a known school, but you're from the area, so you get it. So, um, yeah, man. So, we'll get we'll get into... Uh, you. So, you um, said you were uh, teaching, right? You're d- directly with the youth, mm-hmm. with kids. Um, and we can get into that real quick. So, um, the change in personalities, communication style, and just like the progression of kids in general, mm-hmm. the last two, three years, mm-hmm. what is your feedback on that? Like, how, how do you feel about the whole thing? <clears throat> I think, um, obviously a lot of these kids grew up with technology, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we have to all agree on is that if we were their age, we would have, you know what I mean? Done, the same, done the same thing. I'm a nineties baby. I feel like for for myself and the the people that were born in the 90s we kind of got the best of both worlds yeah where we grew up without the phones we had to go ride our bikes we had to go outside yeah 100 and we had we had but we had no choice and but then as we got older middle school high school flip phones and you know what i mean started we, to we, come out we started we started transitioning into iphones and whatnot yeah, so yeah. i think um my perspective is always going to be open to the fact of the matter mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they had it at their disposal mm-hmm. in regards to like technology. So they used it. Yeah. Um, obviously fast forward now to, to COVID and they literally, uh, like we were talking about off camera, it's like their senior years were impacted, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? Some 100%. of these kids like, Hey, you're, Oh, sorry. You're not going to go to school anymore. You're going to, we're going to have you stay at home and yeah. be on your, your computers. So I think that right there is it's, um, it's, it's very difficult to like, be able to put yourself in that shoe. You know what I mean? Put mm-hmm. yourself in their shoes and, and feel like the way they feel. Yeah. Only they know. Yeah. And only they can communicate those problems. So for me, in my position of working in education, I always try to like take a step back and do what my dad always told me, which mm-hmm. was you have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. Listen. You know what you I mean? You listen more than you speak. Listen yeah. Twice 100%. as much as you speak, bro. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of like my take. I, f- I feel bad for him, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? I feel 100%. bad for the kids. Like it's it sucks. Should be different. Yeah, and it's definitely it's something that's it's not it's not in their control, right? It's just they got thrown into it and they made the best of it. Parents probably were trying to do their best and, and make sure that their kids are still going to school. But I think communication and and learning, you know, just basic skills that you learn, like when you're like things you should say and things you shouldn't say. Those skills are impacted when you're stuck at home for two three years. So, bro, and, um, and, yeah. and you can Un- you can unreal. see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in regards to like the way they interact with people, like mm-hmm. 
their social cues are, are just different. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just kind of like, they're more observant, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's not, interesting. it's not to say that they're not as smart. I think I've, people, I, I've seen this before. I've seen whether it's memes or people talk about it in podcasts as well. They'll say, oh, well, it seems as though these kids are in this, they're, they're, they're dumb. Like, why, why? That's not true. <laughs> That's not no, true serious. at all. <laughs> at all. They're very smart, actually. Yeah. But you just got to be able to give it time. Yeah, 100%. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, that's, that's a whole different, interesting side of it, man. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, that's definitely, um, you don't, you don't hear about it enough. I don't mm-hmm. think. Right. So, uh, but let's get into your, your career, right? You're not your career, your, uh, your passion, right? So music, um, when did you start writing music? Like when did you find the interest for it? And then uh, how did you first explore that? Right. Like when did you start writing when you're like, I'm gonna pick up this mic and figure out how to make a song, um, walk us through that. Yeah, uh, you got to think, bro. I, I was always an athlete. Like I always mm. played at football, like soccer for my American people. Sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I was always an athlete, and music didn't really play a part in my life until like my senior year mm-hmm. when my godbrother put me on to like Kid Cudi's music. Okay, and I was yeah. just like, I was like, oh, this sounds different. Oh, yeah. this, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I didn't really like. I would always base music off of like my, my older siblings mm-hmm. and what they listened to. And they listened from country to rock to hip hop to, you know what I mean? To yeah, a little all, bit of everything. All sorts of everything, everything, yeah. So to me, I didn't really know. Like, I was like, uh, I don't really like have a passion per se in regards to like one genre. Yeah. But it was when like my godbrother started listening to like, like my godparents, they have, they listen to a lot of funk music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They listen to oldies and uh, a lot of Latino music. So yeah, yeah. I, once I delved myself into that, my senior year, I just like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, I came up on these genres, whatever. But then mm-hmm. I started getting deeper into the hip hop realm yeah. of things. And then that's when I started kind of doing uh, research on my family as well. My father, uh, my father was a poet. So like a Portuguese poet, bro. Oh, he would literally awesome. write um, verses and, and he would never recite them, mm-hmm. but he would give them to like a Portuguese radio station and he'd have them recite them. What? And I never, bro, I never knew this because my, yeah. dad, my dad was so much older than me. Yeah, yeah. And, but my brothers would always tell me like, dude, dad was a badass. Like he, <laughs> he, he, he would write, he'd write verses that would make people cry. They uh-huh. would call into the radio station and cry. And I'm like, wow. what the hell? And I, like I said, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then my dad started getting sick and I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. really couldn't see uh, like... Like I said, my dad would talk about it with very man of few words. Yeah. Right. And then by the time uh, I went into college, I went to UOP. Um, I started like I was like, dude, like I'm I'm hearing all these great things about my dad and, and the and the poetry he's written, but I like I don't you know I you feel, didn't I get feel, to experience it. I didn't get it. to experience it, bro. Yeah. So the moment I always I've told this I've said this I don't think I've ever said this on on um, a microphone or a camera, but the moment I seen my dad, bro. Um, his arm was like his hand was shaking mm-hmm. and he couldn't pick up a pen anymore. That was the moment I was like, I gotta do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, too. I, I got I gotta go. I got it's my turn to pick up a pen and start writing. Mm-hmm. So that was I wanna say back in 2011, 2000, like 2012, 2013. Okay. Like. And from there I was like, all right, I'm just gonna write my story. Yeah. So seven seventeen years old, probably 17, 18. Yeah, I was around yeah. 19, yeah. That's 17, awesome. 19. Yeah. So um yeah, do you remember the uh, do you remember the first song that you wrote? 
if so, what is it called? Uh, bro, I think the first pinned verse that I wrote was called Broin' Out. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's lit, bro. It's a music video we shot. I was in this fraternity called Sigma Chi. Shout out my Sigma Chi brothers. Yeah. Um, bro, what? And, and our fraternity wasn't like, you know, like stuff you see in the movies. We yeah, were yeah. very diverse, like people from all different backgrounds, engineers, doctors, every skin color you could see. So our, awesome. our fraternity yeah. was dope, bro. It was hella dope. And one of the homies that actually recruited me to be in the fraternity, he's like, hey, he's like, um, we're going to do, I think it was like a far side beat um, from the far side as mm -hmm. a group. Um, and he's like, uh, we're going to call it Broin' Out and we're just going to write verses. So that was like the first <laughs> time I was like, oh, let me show him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And there's, it's still out there. The, I think the video is out there. It's somewhere on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> I was proud of my verse, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was like ahead of my time. I was like, I know this verse is going to be tight. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But at this, now I listen to it now. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's oh, trash. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. like, we should take this down. We shouldn't. <laughs> Man. Part of the journey, though. You yeah. know what I mean? It's part of it. Did you, um, so before, so then after that, like, where was it your, like, your, your own? individual track to where it was just your your words nobody else um 2014 i put uh, put together a, a mini project called undecided and it was like to me i've always been a concept artist bro mm. like i love concepts so the first concept i came out with was undecided the idea that i didn't know like i went into college not knowing the major i wanted to even choose mm. so i i that was my first six song i think it was six or seven songs <clears throat> where I was just like, yo, like, let me try this. You know what I mean? I yeah, yeah. went into a booth and um, my homie had a, like a little mini studio in the apartment right there in Stockton mm -hmm. and just, just put together a project. And to be honest, I was like, you know, I, once again, I, I wasn't proud of it all the way, but yeah. I was like, let me just, let me just put it out there. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I feel like especially, and they always say like, just, if you're making something, just post it, just try it. Right. You just have to put your reps in. Um, and if it hits, it hits. And if it doesn't, you'll eventually hear about it. Someone's going to be like, yeah, bro, you, you need to take this down. It's definitely, bro, <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like easier said than done. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people was like, yeah, just do it, bro. Just let it go. Yeah. And then people are like, bro, my name's on that. Yeah, you know what like, like, people are going to hear this. I hope yeah, you understand that. That's bro. awesome. But I mean, you kind of, did you eventually kind of just get used to like, hey man, if I'm, I'm not like in, in that moment, you don't think you're like, you're not embarrassed of it. You're proud of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So did you just kind of get used to your life? I'm just going to throw myself out there and if it hits and like, it is what it is, but bro, did you eventually kind of like a week or two later, you're like, damn, bro, I shouldn't have done that. Did I, you ever I, have that? Honestly, bro. Like at that point, I was just like, I was, I fell in love with the process of like just putting something together mm -hmm. in regards to putting it out. I was always hesitant. Cause I yeah. was like, Ooh, like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if this isn't good enough. I, Cause I'm very observant myself and I'll look at the people around me making music and mm -hmm. I'll just be like, that's hella dope. Like, what did they, and I'm like, you paid that much for your studio set? Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not paying that much. <laughs> so I always found a way to kind of work around and find a new connection and, mm -hmm. you know, different producer to work with. Um, but yeah, bro, at that time, obviously I was very um, bashful. I think that's the word. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I was just like, I don't want to, I don't, I, I, I feel embarrassed, but you get over that, bro. If you yeah. want to be in this career, you know what I mean? If you want to make, um, you want to make great art, mm -hmm. you have to get over that. Yeah. It's a hurdle that's just like, it hurts and it, it, you kind of have to it. deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it bro. yeah. It's, it's not even so, I think it's, I think there's definitely something that comes with like being on stage and like putting yourself out there. You're, you're like, you might think, oh man, I'm like embarrassed. Like you might be embarrassed for a second, but like 95% of the people on the planet would not go up on a stage and like perform their own art. So there's something to be proud of, I think at the end of the day. Oh, right. Brother. So if you're able to stand, stand up on stage, like you should be proud of it. Right. So, Thank you. um, that's always, that's always awesome. So, um, yeah. So, so, and I know you touched on this, right. So you speak three languages, trilingual, right? So you speak three, so it's Portuguese, Spanish, and English. Yep. Okay. So, um, 
walk it. Yeah. So walk us through with music, right? You listen to songs I've heard, right? You have like your Spanish touch on it. You have your English touch, but you also have songs that are just strictly in Portuguese, I think. Right. Or a little bit of a hybrid, a few, it's, right? It, yeah. It's, um, I, I like to hybrid, uh, a lot of my, my records now, a lot of my songs to be a little bit of everything just mm-hmm. because like people's attention span is so quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I would, I think I'm going to get to a point in my career where I make only specific uh, Portuguese, a Portuguese record or only Spanish song or only mm-hmm. English. But right now I'm still experimenting. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm still um, hashing out my, my sound and working on it. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, it's definitely hybrid. That's a good word. Great mm-hmm. word. Great word. Hybrid between the two. So you right. Well, what's nice is you're able to like target multiple people too, right? So you, if you got your, and I feel like you see that more now, especially with like reggaeton artists, they're picking up a lot more on that, like having an English artist and then they got Bad Bunny or, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's something that's, I feel like that's been a trend like the last four or five years. My brother, and Latin, I think it's here to stay, to La- be honest Latino with you. Latino music is the biggest genre in the world. Yeah. So yeah, honestly. We, and we have the artists like um, Daddy Yankee, Pitbull and mm-hmm. Bad Bunny and J Balvin. We have all these Maluma, a bunch of them, millions of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But, um, but yeah, bro. But I think we have them to like think, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, they've pushed the they've pushed the boundaries on the music. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like there's just a huge radar and like, oh, wow, like Latino music. Yeah. But there's there's subgenres with all of it, though, oh, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be Latin trap, Latin mm-hmm. alternative, whatever. Yeah. So, so um how would you describe your um, your music or your artistic style, right? So, like, what what do you um, like, what do you like to rap rap about? Things that you like to bring up, like, um, yeah, walk us through that. What do you like to, to write your music about, bro? The other day, I was in a, um, I think I was in LA. I was like in a Lyft or Uber in an LA in LA. In LA, so you have to have your elevator pitch ready to go. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, you, you got the idea of yeah. like you in an elevator, you are gonna tell this person or in a cab or whatever. Yeah. And I find it clicked. I'm like, oh, I got to just tell people I'm a trilingual artist. I mm-hmm. make music in Portuguese, Spanish, and English. And think of it as Latin infused alternative hip hop. Okay. Yeah. So you don't hear about that all that much. That was the first time I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, when it hit, bro, yeah. Yeah, when it hit, I was like, oh, yeah, that's works. The, I, I got to run with that. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, bro. Latin infused alternative hip hop. Sick. That's what, like that's yeah, that's what I mean. And um and just like things about you know when you're writing it, do you have like something that you like to stick to? You know, is it or is it just like living life? Um, you know, what, what do you enjoy to write about in your music? Mm, uh, my tagline, bro, is imagine then be diverse. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like that's kind of my mantra. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's what I live. My last name is literally Magina, which means to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously my first name is Brian Nunez Magina. So. I'm at a point, bro, where like, because my tagline is to imagine and be diverse, like I write about everything. Mm -hmm. I write about my experiences. I write about the experiences of other people in their shoe, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't like to pinpoint to like pocket myself and and, and corner myself into like one sound or one story. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's millions of stories to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful enough to say like, I'm... I'm I'm talking about my life, but I'm also talking about my family's life and my mm-hmm. my, my my colleagues, my friends, my yeah, homies yeah. and stuff. So that's kind of like, yeah, bro. I I can never I, me myself. I would never want to just uh, box myself into one kind of art. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. I, I like to make different various arts, and it's that's why it's taken me as long as it has to get to where I'm at right now, bro. Yeah. Because I spent all my twenties trying to figure out my sound. You know yeah. what I mean? Just mm-hmm. experimenting, bro. Just yeah, doing, what works, what doesn't. You, you feel me? Like doing random things. And now I'm at a point where I'm just like, well, th- at least I have 
the foundation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? my foundation is kind of widespread, but mm -hmm. no one can tell me like, oh, well, you, uh, he doesn't make music like that. Well, I'll, I'll pull up songs for 2017, 18. Nah, I got it. It's there. It's <laughs> I made there. it. I made it. I made it. So. That's awesome, man. So uh, let's talk about um, some I always bring up, right? So your highs and your lows, right? Everyone's got the start where they're developing. Um, like we talked about it, right? Like you're developing your sound. You're still figuring out how to get yourself out there. So um, I think the main thing where you kind of start to expose yourself is like you see you're on stage. So do you have a do you have a day or a night or a weekend that you were, you got invited um, to present on a show, um, whether it be on online or in person, and you show up and it was just not what you imagined. There was no one there. Like things went really yeah, bad. There's, there's one, bro. There's one. Uh, I had just so I, if I'm if I get this this timeline correctly. I'd opened up for this girl named Snow the Product. Okay. Shout out Snow. She's one of the best Latina rappers in the world. I hope to work with her someday. Um, I had opened up for her in front of 300 people, bro. Mm -hmm. Right on my homie uh, Kyle. Um, my god brother was DJing. Killed the show, bro. I'm mm -hmm. talking like we, it was to perfection. I'm like, oh, I'm, I made it. You know yeah. what I mean? This is like 2000 and I want to say 2015 or 16. Okay. So this is very early on in, in your career. In my career. And I ended up going to Portugal to go see my mom mm -hmm. on, the, on the islands. And we went over there. Bro, I came back and I agreed to a show, to do a show when I got back. Because I was still on the high from the Snow the Product show. Yeah. I'm like, what? Hell yeah. Like, I killed it. I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. I go to Portugal, bro. I come back. I'm so tired that I didn't realize that you need at least like five to seven days to like, you know what I mean? Kind of recoup. Reset. If you're going on vacation, if mm -hmm. you're on tour and you're flying places, your mentality is already like, I'm going to perform. Like, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. But I was so ahead of myself that I came back and did a show at Harlow's here in Sacramento. Uh -huh. And uh, I opened up for this guy named Joel Ortiz, uh, this guy named Illmatic, who's produced for like J. Cole and Drake and a bunch of... I was, I, I, I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm doing that show. Yeah, I'm going to get that. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. make that happen. Bro, I pull up. My set was so horrible. I'm forgetting lyrics. Uh, my energy's drained, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you could just see it. I had my family in the crowd as well. Oh, no. And they were just like, it, it was one of those moments you could feel it. Yeah. Right? You feel it, bro. And you're just like, oh, my God. Get off stage. I go to the side. And my brother comes up to me and he grabs me by the shoulder. He's like, you're never doing shows again after you. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, he got a roasted. He's like, bro. He's, he's like, like, this is it. He's like, that was horrible, bro. Like, my family's very Portuguese yeah, people are very, very direct, <laughs> direct. Yeah. My brother, sort of everybody. Fam. Yeah, there's a lot of people. But yeah, my brother was like, yeah, that's not it. But oh. I will say this. I will say this. At the end of it, Joel Ortiz, he did his show and he allowed MCs to come back and like do a free, like come up and just freestyle. Mm -hmm. I went up there and I killed my freestyle. I still That's have good. it. I just watched it the other day. I go up there <laughs> and I freestyle. Elmatic's right behind me and I'm just, just rapping my ass off. And it's because my brother had just grilled me yeah. because I messed up. So I went up there and, and kind of like remake, you know what I mean? Yeah, made you had to make it. up for it. Yeah, made up for it a little bit. But yeah, bro, that's probably, that, that story, bro, You'll never forget it. Never, yeah. bro. Never. Because it's, 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 you're like, you're right, bro. It's very intimidating to get on a stage. Yeah. Right? But you have to have the, the first of all, you got to prepare correctly. Mm -hmm. You have to have the energy there. Right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. To me, my biggest advice for any artist that's like coming up or whatever is the idea that it doesn't matter if there's five people in the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, still got to bring great energy. Yeah. 100%. Bring great, great energy. Because those five people are going to go tell their five friends and mm -hmm. it'll, it'll word of mouth. Yeah. Point. But yeah, bro, that that that, that, 
<laughs> that's that's, that's the bottom of the bucket it's right tough, there. Yeah. Bro, it's tough. <laughs> tough. Because I think about when you speak about like energy and like making sure you're, you're interacting with the crowd, right? So the last time I saw uh, you perform was when we were in SF. Yeah. So um, and what was it? It was a bar. Was it a bar? It was in San Francisco. It was two, like a nightclub. 2019. It was like a yeah. It was like a. It was like. Yeah, bar, I guess. Bar, nightclub-ish. They had like chair, like a little VIP seating area and stuff too. So, um, but like that night was, who was it? Who was the main? Um, I think it was for my album, bro. So I had, yeah. Yeah, I had done it for my album, but I brought out a bunch of like Stockton MCs. Yeah, it so. was, uh, oh my God, who was it? Don Quez was there. Don Quez was Cheryl the main, yeah. Padre, DJ Kenzo, Select the Cure. Um, I think those were like the main people. Uh, my boy, uh, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny. So yeah, we had yeah, and it's and I remember like that show was like it was fun. It was small, right? You had a nice small group of people, but from like a lot of them were from Stockton or Tracy, a lot from all over the place, right? And and it was like as the night progressed, you were like, all right, this is cool, man. Like this is actually super. It was like and and, and honestly, I had no idea, right? Like I was just like, hey, dude, like because I think. uh, Luis introduced me to you, right? Angela, and so I was just brother. like, he, I was just like, I don't know what I'm getting into, but hey, yeah, dude, I'll go. Let's go. Like, we talked on the phone, but I had no yes, <laughs> idea what bro. to expect. Yes, so we, I was like, we in a nightclub? Was you why? Yeah, yeah, I was like, work. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Uh, but then I, I like saw you. you perform and it was like, it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun. And you, were, you did a great job. That's the one thing I will say. It was definitely entertaining. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm excited to see in the future, like, if you perform somewhere, I, I'm definitely down to go see it. Full but yeah, so that was your low. Let's talk about your high. high so what so. was your your best night, your best performance? Um, whether that could even be like it doesn't have to be the most amount of people, but it's just a set you're like, yep. And then people that came up afterwards, they're like, yeah, let's take pictures. Like I want to, you know, get your autograph, whatever it may be. A mm-hmm. uh, couple shows. Um, the first one I could think of right now, uh, Stockton Kings halftime performance, mm-hmm. January 2020. So okay. Right before COVID hit. Yeah, right, I was gonna say that's right. a, as a as a big date. Yeah, January. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right before all the chaos. I don't even think people knew what was coming yet. So Bro, yeah. What? And, and I I prepared for that. I I mean, there was no way to prepare for an arena show. I think yeah. In my obviously, all the times that I had performed in front of small crowds, bigger crowds, in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm finally doing an arena show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm finally like. I, I'm I'm gonna make it happen. I'm, I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. in regards to the nerves, like how nervous I was, bro, it was crazy. Off the charts, off yeah. the charts, bro. And like there's a, a a lot of people there. So, but overall, I think I did. I've I've learned, bro, to just not do too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Always keep people wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I think that show, I did three songs back to back. I I did like a, if I'm not mistaken, I had like a moment of silence as well for Kobe Bryant, who had just passed away. And my father, I kind of did a duel and like Kobe, you know, like the energy in there was, it was powerful. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that was one, yeah, one of my most like just experiences, bro, to where I was like, wow, like I want to do this every day. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want this. And then like you said, after people came up and you know what I mean? Said hi. Yeah, took pictures. took pictures and did all that. So that was definitely one of the biggest, yeah, biggest shows. I just, um, I did it again in 2022. Mm-hmm. A little different though. I think, you know, because people weren't as comfortable with coming outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still had the COVID restrictions with, yeah. you know what I mean? So the 2020 show was like, ah, and then the 2022 was still up still there. Up you know there, what I mean? It was up there, but, but different level, yeah. Different level of energy. And um, I would say I just performed outside the Golden One Center, bro, mm-hmm. this past on Ju- uh, July 23rd of this summer. That, shout out my brother, Carlos Candia. Um, he does a, a weekly Sunday, a tropical Sundays right outside the Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. 
and bro brought me out and it was one of those it just being able to be there bro and like I, I hadn't performed in a while i feel like it had been like probably seven months or something oh since damn I, I had performed since in july since that yeah and it was just the energy bro once again like the people the groups of people that were there you know everybody kind of didn't know who i was yeah so i had to prove myself and i think that was a high bro like i think j- january 2020 i like you know did it and then COVID happened and i just went like this yeah. and lost jobs and been, went through a bunch of stuff and then i just uh, on this past uh july i just i feel like i revamped it yeah, you know what i mean up, i yeah. got picked it back up so that's awesome what are some of the connections that you made like as far as bigger, bigger, bigger artists or um, record labels that you've been able to communicate with, um, who are there some of the, like just textbook you think about people you've met mm-hmm. and that you bookmark and you say like, yeah, I've, I've met this person. I got to talk to this person. Um, man, to be honest. So uh, between the my homies that I met at UOP, shout mm-hmm. out Plural Music. So it's a group of uh, DJs, artists, creatives um, that they originally started at UOP mm-hmm. and then they took... Uh, they took their mission to Oakland, and then now we have DJs in Boston, in LA, San Diego. What? So I'm very grateful to be a part of the the collective. Yeah, um, I'm in a partnership with them. They distribute my music, and uh, it's been able to get to Empire now. So Empire, oh no, uh, for those that don't know what yeah. Empire is, Empire is one of the biggest independent record labels in the world. Mm-hmm. I, it's what I what is considered a major independent record label, right? You yeah, have major labels, which is Universal, Sony, Warner. Um, but Empire, uh, shout out to Ghazi, the whole team. They've been able to elevate what it is to be an independent record label, right? Mm-hmm. Where you you can compete with the major label artists, mm-hmm. but still have your own your rights to your music. Yeah. The master recordings and all that. So I'm very grateful, bro, because because due to me being partnered with Plural Music. I have my my music in the Empire system, and That's it just awesome. so happens that I make Latin music, so I'm with Empire Latino. Okay, so it's bro, it's I think between my connections at Plural mm-hmm. to get to there, and then obviously me having hustled to work at the radio station at K Win. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was kind of twofold, where it's like, okay, this dude not only makes music, but he's also an on air personality. Yeah, at a radio station, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. at that time, the connections were like it was deep because mm-hmm. it was like, dude, what the hell, like. I don't know a lot of people that do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not it's not easy. No, <laughs> you feel me? Not. It's yeah. very hard. But I challenge my I like I like to challenge myself. So at that point I was like, how do I how do I um nourish these connections, mm-hmm. right? Not only in the music world, but in the radio world. Right. Right? And, yeah, yeah. And, and can and conduct business with uh, with both. With both. Bro. Yeah. With both. With both. That's awesome. Uh, who has been your, uh, this, I'm sure you got multiple, but who have been your biggest cheerleaders or people that have supported you, uh, so far from day Familia, bro. My familia, my family, family my family. I obviously, like I told you off camera, I'm the youngest of seven, mm-hmm. got four brothers and two sisters. And now my godparents, my godbrother, my two little god sisters. So these, these people, <clears throat> in my opinion, bro, um, family is not blood. It's loyalty. Mm-hmm. That's just my, my take on it. Um, and I have a, a lot of people who are blood and who are loyal that like support me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So just and it's beyond the music. It's have I ate? Do I have a roof over my head? You know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. So I think that they they are the utmost biggest support system I have. Um, and at times, bro, like throughout this journey, I've I've lost that. You know, I've mm-hmm. lost that 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 realization that I have such a supportive family because there's so many artists, bro. 
Yeah. I know that right now, they, I, I, I know so many artists out there that their family does not support them. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason they can't take what they're doing to the next level. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's tough when you don't have like your main, your main back, you know, supporting you hundred percent. They doubt yeah. you or they, you know what I mean? Like, ah, you're never going to do that. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, there's no way you're not paying the bills. I know yeah. it, but I, I do know what that feels like. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I do know the doubt part of it, but I don't know what it's like to not have the support. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, I could sit here and be like, Oh, I've never had support, but that'd be a lie. You yeah. know what I mean? That would be a, a straightforward lie. I've had the support mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it, man. I, I can't, I think I'm, I'm, I've humbled. I've, life has humbled me a lot to where mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, I love and appreciate my family so much, bro, because to, to be in this, in this realm, in this business, it's, it's a doggy dog world. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very cutthroat and yeah. you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I've been grateful because I've been knocked down so many times and my family's been like, no, you got it. Yeah. You know, what, you know what you need to do. Remember this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. To, back yeah. to work. So that's nice. That's nice that you got a, a good support system, dude. That's rare. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. So, um, that's awesome, man. Uh, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned or the, yeah, I would say biggest lesson or biggest, um, opportunity that you've seen going through your, your, uh, your career or just being in the industry in general? Like what, what is the biggest lesson that you've taken from it? Uh, man, uh, a lot. I think, uh, overall the idea of like, I would say like, don't take no for an answer. Yeah. But you have to take notes for it. Like there's there's this there's this limit, bro, where a lot of these artists that are coming up right now, they feel like they want to be the next Kanye. Mm-hmm. Right? They wanna they 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 feel like they're a genius, that they're so talented and they deserve to be heard. And they want to start yelling now. Mm-hmm. But they're just starting. Yeah. Kanye wasn't yelling back then because he was working his ass off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's get into the rooms. And if they tell you no, your music doesn't sound that good excuse my language you can blurb this out but (laughs) shut the fuck up and work (laughs) you know what I mean shut up and get to work yeah and I think that's my main lesson right now bro especially even right now with me I'm 30 bro I just turned 30 and like I'm at a point where like I need to I I, I'd say that to myself I look Mm -hmm. myself in the mirror and I'm like shut up and work bro yeah just shut up and get to work Mm -hmm. and I think that's there's um in today's society I think not only the younger generation but people that are older as well I think uh, the, the biggest problem, one of the bigger problems that we have is the idea of um, entitlement, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. the idea like, oh, I, I deserve that because I put in this much time. Mm-hmm. It, to me, they're kind of scared to start over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah. got to start over. That's another big lesson is like start over. Yeah. It's, it's okay to start over. I've started over many times. There's mm-hmm. been times where I start, for me, I start over every time I'm working on an album. Uh-huh. Starting over, just yeah, another, it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. Yeah, because if you don't, if you don't continuously, you know, produce something, re- release something, then you're. I feel like you're, you'll start to fall off, or like people start to forget your name, or they kind of forget that you make your music, right? So, being um, consistent, I guess, is the main thing, right? Consistent, making sure you're always reaching out to people. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something. I feel like. Yeah. And it brings up a good point, right? Like people are, I feel like, especially from what I've observed at least, right? Like with music, I feel like it's like with any career, but you post it and you're just like, I want people to enjoy this. Like I really want people to, to, uh, take it in, to share it with their people, but not so much like, Hey man, you need to listen to this. Like, this is my music. This is the best shit I've ever released. Like if I was in that position, I ain't got the voice for it. Let's be honest here. I can talk, but I can't sing. You got a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, You got a great voice. (laughs) But I can't make music. So, (laughs) but like for me, the, the thing is, 
they have to have something uh, of value, right? Like add some value to people or make it just so they enjoy it with music. It's changing the emotions. It's like making you happy or you got, you dance to it or, it, you know, it brings, um, some sort of emotion to you, whether it's like your crime, makes you happy, makes you sad. Um, that's the value that you add with it. Right. So, uh, I think if you're always adding value and you're making people open to the idea of like, Hey, take a listen, it's completely up to you. I hope you love it. That's all that I think if you do that over and over, you'll find some sort of success with it. Right. So um, the idea of gratitude, bro, mm -hmm. being, being grateful for people taking a chance on you or yeah. your, your art. And like you just said, bro, you can't force people to like what you do. Yeah. You know, there was 100%. times in my career, bro, I'm just like, why don't they like this? This is the dopest shit ever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it's like, no. like Everyone's got take, different tastes. Take a step yeah. back and don't force nobody to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Let them do it at their pace. Maybe it's going to take longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might take, they might look into it next month or in a couple weeks or a year, whatever. Mm -hmm. But don't, do not, uh, don't get mad that they didn't like it they right didn't like away. They didn't like it right away. You feel me? Yeah. Because <laughs> you could have said this like five, six years ago. You're like, yeah, man, I'm going to have English and Spanish music together. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're tripping. And then it's like, yo, good. Chris Brown was just uh, with, uh, I don't know, freaking, you could say it's like Maluma or something crazy like that, right? So, um, yeah, that's it's a lot bigger thing. So, yeah, take your time with it and uh, let people, yeah. So be, be, be grateful. Or I feel like that's. I feel like with music, there's got to be so much of that. Like you're just waiting and you're hoping that you're like, that people will speak your name and share your music. Share, and now it's easy, right? Share a link, whatever it may be. Before it was like, I just hope people come on stage and like remember my name and remember the song. Um, or I hope that the radio station plays my music. And so I, I feel like for you guys or just the industry in general probably has changed so much from oh. like... Now it's like going to, and I'm sure radio stations probably still have like the, the impact in certain, like to a certain degree. But now when it's just like all these streaming services, all this Bro. social media, it's so, it's probably super diluted and there's so much diluted out there. It's making it even more, com more competitive. Brother, holy moly. And, and, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's so overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? You sit there and you're just like, dude, I gotta, I gotta upload my music, not only to Spotify, Apple music, title, Amazon, Oh my God, we just got threads. Here we go. I haven't even touched it. No, <laughs> it's like, dog. Oh I'm my scared of it. Yeah, God, I don't want to. Bro. Yeah, like, it just keeps going. Diluted. That's literally what it is. Yeah. But if you got the sauce, you got sazon, you got sazon, you got sauce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got that, you got that. And that's one thing I preach to anyone is like, be confident. Mm -hmm. Cool, calm, collected, and confident. Yeah. You gotta be confident. Cause if you're not confident, People can can they read, read that like a book. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I can see it. You yeah. know what I mean? Ah, you ain't nah. It's all the front. It's all the front. Yeah. And I yeah, man. I think when it boils down, it's like you want to be known as someone that stood on what you did. Yeah. Right. You stood a hundred percent in 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 what you what you believed in. Mm -hmm. And some people, it like you said, it's hard because it gets man. You're like, oh, so many people. You yeah. Gotta, you got people, and then you. But if you want to be great. Got to keep doing it. Do you want to be like Kobe Bryant? Do you want to be like Michael Jordan? Or do you want to just be average? Be like everyone else. That's, yeah. that's, that's where the mentality comes in, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, so I, I think this is probably like the more, not so much stressful, but it's definitely one of the things that um, is, is tough about your job or just being in the industry is how do you get your foot in the door? How do you get your, your voice or your name brought up so that like different, you know, for people setting up events, they're like, Hey, we need an opener. Bam. That let's call, let's call B or Hey, this radio station, we need, we need someone to come on and do a special for us real quick. Hey, 
this call be? How did how do you get your Bro, name out? There? I got it. I got it. I, I started thinking. I, I got you. Um, <laughs> uh, my homie, shout out to my homie, uh, select the MC. One of his quotes, brother, he be saying all the time is, "You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready." Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I actually like that. Yeah, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah, and I think that is really like. Um, there's moments, bro, where I'm just like, I don't feel ready. I'm just like, I'm not gonna commit to that. And it's okay to not commit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to take a step back and say no to things too. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is like a hustle culture. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, hustle and bustle. Like, you got to go get the next thing and mm-hmm. the next big thing or whatever. But I preach to me, like, I, I want to be able to have this career for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of rappers, bro, in and out, up and down, yeah. have one hit and gone tomorrow, today, tomorrow, one year after the next. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big believer in the idea of like, Preparation, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's the, oh? It's uh, like a five word thing. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performing. It's like a six piece yeah. or something. Like that. <laughs> I learned that one at Sigma Chi. Shout out my brother uh, RJ. Um, but yeah, like proper preparation prevents poor performance. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be prepared for this. And um, I, if you if you don't get ready, then you're you're not gonna you're not gonna have that. The mm-hmm. opportunity is gonna get there. Yeah. You're gonna make yourself look like a fool. Yeah, you know that mm-hmm. people are. That's all it is. A lot of times, it's bait. It's like fishing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They will throw the bait out there, but if you get, oh uh, uh, yeah, we're yep, gonna eat yeah, them now. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> now. You got dinner. <laughs> so like, you gotta, you have to be able to just to say no until you're ready. And uh-huh. then, but when you're ready, you better be firing on all cylinders. You mm-hmm. know, don't don't just come out and you know play. A lot of people fake it to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of like smoking mirrors and like uh, like perception is reality, right? Mm-hmm. But like, bro, just be real. I, I yeah. like, I like, I like the people like Nate Diaz that are just, just real. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. You know, bro. How many times has Nate lost, bro? <laughs> how many times has <laughs> quite he a lost? Few. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, but but people just appreciate just him. Is it? Is it? He seems like the most. I don't even know if it's like human. Like he seems so genuine, and he's just really good at fighting. Mm-hmm. So like, you kind of because I feel like some people like if you look at McGregor, he's a whole personality. You're like this dude's just like different, right? But you look at Nate, and he's just like. Yeah, man, fuck you, bro. Yes, <laughs> bro. You don't care. He's just like, bro. So, and, and McGregor does that too. But like, I feel like just the way they present themselves is like two his, different. His things, posture, right? right? Yeah. His posture. He's just more like, yeah, he's, he's more mellow, he's mellow, and it. like, but don't mess. Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. it's a completely different thing. <laughs> so, like for your for your um, when you performed at the the Kings or not the King the Stockton Arena for the Kings, um, how did that opportunity come up? Did you just like? email phone call like did you have a connection at Kwin? did you like, um find someone yeah thank to- god bro i had a lot of different uh uh variables to mm-hmm. it, you know what i mean I, I because of the work i had done they were like oh yeah i've heard of oh and, and like it, it that's the thing bro you always got to treat everyone professionally mm-hmm. you know you never know what person right now is an intern that's going to turn into the gm of the company someday mm-hmm. you just never know yeah so i i'm i'm grateful bro because when i originally called in I didn't. I don't even think I, I like emailed the girl that answered the email. Mm-hmm. I went to UOP with her. <laughs> so oh, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, you, you she fit? was working for the. She was working for Stockton Reading. Exactly, and oh. it just so happened that we used to hang out in college. You know what I mean? Was friends, mutual had mutual friends, and then boom, I'm on the. I'm setting up a, com- list. <laughs> a conference call with her to like talk about business or whatever, and mm. I, she knew me. She's like Brian Magina. Oh yeah, like heard great things about you. Yeah. So your name is everything. You, that's you, awesome. You have to. 
have a carry yourself your reputation it needs to be like you know treat yeah. everyone carry right. yourself really well be nice to everybody takes, just be kind yeah one person bro yeah. one person to say oh yeah i dealt with him before and he's a dick or, yeah he doesn't yeah he screwed me over on this mm-hmm. or um he was late to this or what yeah that's all it takes mm-hmm. it's to me i preach professionalism in the music game and that's very far in between because a lot mm-hmm. of these dudes come in and they think they run shit and at that point it's like they, they just they're not professional bro yeah. you know what I mean they're treating people horribly and then by the time they come back around next year they're like you're not eh, on that list yeah never mind you, yeah. you, you're not that you know there's another one of you mm-hmm. so I think that's my main thing is like I, I think thankfully I've been able to really approach every I don't tr- treat anyone with disrespect you mm-hmm. know I respect every single person even when I'm disrespecting there's been bro there's been, <laughs> been times when they <laughs> said say, sure. some things yeah. and I'm just like <laughs> all right you know, i'll remember that yeah <laughs> okay yeah damn that's that's well so that uh the person you reached out to were they like head of media or head of marketing she or was something doing, like that uh, at that time she was doing marketing so okay. like she had like a marketing but she worked at her ne- the desk over was the person that did booking oh like, gotcha you know what yeah, I mean? like it's just it's that just one connection that perfect, helped out that's perfect. awesome the uh what is the one thing you would say to someone listening um for say if they want to make music or they want to make, um, you know, uh, they want to be an entertainer. They want to, uh, do content, con- content. Wow. That came out weird. Content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what lessons would you share with them? Um, and what is the biggest mistake that you don't want them to make that you've made or just in general, mm-hmm. um, tips and tricks that you, that you got for them? Really know your, your, um, your mission statement. Uh-huh. Like why, it's purpose, right? What's your purpose? Why mm. are you doing this? Because if you don't know that simple question, you're just going to make, it's going to be confusing. Yeah. Your, your whole audience is gonna be like, you know, yeah. like, what, what is, what's going on here? It's, it looks like a mess. Yeah. And I think I faced that um, coming up. Like I try to do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think with the brand that I've been building uh, with Diverse Mundo, like I, I kind of had to, uh, diversify my catalog mm-hmm. in order to, um, you know, and it's take, but look how long it's taking me. So yeah. there's, there's a couple different routes you can take as a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take the quick route, which is kind of like just quick content that you're pushing mm-hmm. every day or, you know, however often you want to post. And then there's quality driven content, yeah. right? You got the Kendrick Lamar's out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It drops an album every, every three, years. four years. And, um, but it's still quality. It's yeah. still art, right? It's still art. So, I think that's my main thing with anyone who's trying to build um, build their art and build what they're doing, their YouTube page or whatever it is, is figure out why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you doing this? I, yeah. You know, why? And then once they figure that out, um, then you can, you can go through the steps, go mm-hmm. through the motions. But don't get frustrated either. I think that's the thing. People can tell when you're just making anything and you're just mad and you know what i mean yeah. it's just like just get bad bad you're forcing it, it. Yeah, yeah you're forcing it bro so um i think that's that's probably my biggest my biggest key piece is like yo like know why you're doing it you yeah. know are, are you doing it for your, your your son your daughter are you doing it for your family are you doing it to impress some girl or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just know why yeah so and and i think one of the things that you brought up is is your dad it's like definitely one of the biggest like motivators for you. Yeah. So, uh, absolutely. share, share some of that dude. Cause clearly he's had an impact on you and, and on your career. And, 
um, how you were raised. So, um, yeah, tell, tell us about how he's impacted that or um, things that he did, lessons he gave you that, uh, that you would like to share with us. Yeah, so uh, for those that don't know, my dad had me at 61 years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's crazy. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> That's crazy. <My laughs> you dad. told me that once and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. With with that said, like my dad, um, very wise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I grew up with damn near a grandpa as my father. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. that was my dad. And I think the 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 lessons my dad instilled in me and the, the short time, because I was twenty by the time my dad passed away, it was 2015. I was twenty-two years old. Mm-hmm. So like I only had twenty-two years to really like you know, to spend all that with, but I gained so much, bro. That's why I can I consider myself wise, right? Mm-hmm. I consider myself very patient um, and understanding. And and I think overall, my dad really was, um, he was a Leo. His birthday is actually tomorrow. Like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, August 12th. So, but if you, if anyone knows what, a, what Leos are, they're very, they're like lions, mm-hmm. right? They're very calm. They, they have a presence to them. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a Leo, Full and full, very calm. Didn't say much, but when he talked, that yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he's talking. Oh, he's talking. Mm-hmm. So, um, ironically enough, man, like I actually, um, obviously, I'm a product of both my mom and my dad. My mom was a very, uh, she's the opposite. You know what I mean? She loves to bring people together, and, and you know what I mean, take oh, care of everybody, yeah. cook and clean. And and my dad was more is like opposites attract type thing. Yeah, like, but yeah, but specifically for my dad, it just so. It, ha- it just so happened that he wrote poetry as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I've i been able to, like, carry the the baton. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Carry that that passion for 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 art and, 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 and words and, and crafting. You know what I mean? Putting mm-hmm. together these stories. And it just so happens that I put music behind it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think overall, man, my dad, rest in peace, like, he he gave me this this overarching, like, belief in myself mm-hmm. my, this overarching like and keep in mind my dad did not speak english like he only oh, really? spoke portuguese and he spoke spanish because he worked on a dairy farm mm-hmm. here so he came came to this country when he's like in his 30s late 30s 40s and then he, he didn't know any english then you know mm-hmm. and he just for the next 40 years was working at a dairy you know was always around like uh um he had a, like a football league a soccer league that he um ma- managed and he just dealt with Latinos and Portuguese people. Yeah. And he didn't really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He never really ran into having to learn English. He, he kind of just got to. around. He it. never yeah. had to. And I always questioned him, like, you've been here for 40 years. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, all right, well, shit, I, I need to learn it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I got to learn it. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, so yeah, let's share it. Let's share it. Or if you have one, right. Your say your one year goal with your music career. And then let's say three years down the line, what is, what is your goal with it? What is the the message you want to put forward? Um, and what are you doing to make sure that you're progressing? Are you, you know, setting a list in line? Are you putting a list together? Mm-hmm. Um, a monthly checklist, a monthly or weekly checklist, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, just dropped, uh, three songs, original songs off my mixtape mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Here, go. Baby. We'll go share that. Turn that we'll up. Go turn there. it up. Go turn it up. Uh, just dropped a mixtape I've been working on for quite some time. It's called Magine Mixtape. Okay. Um, and it's um, man, it's my. I want to get back to rapping, bro. Mm-hmm. I just want to rap. I think that I, I got caught up in the business. It's the music business, right? Mm-hmm. And I just got caught up in the business and in the politicking and a lot of stuff that I didn't really care about. Yeah. That now I'm just like, 
let me just let me let me remind people why I do this. Yeah. And I think this mixtape is an, an example of that of like I just released three originals and then I got um on August 24th, I'm dropping uh the rest of the mixtape. So mm-hmm. I got Jay-Z beats, Kanye West beats, ASAP Rocky, Wiz Khalifa, Pusha T, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, just to name a few. You know what I mean? People that I when we came up in high school and there was like a mixtape area with yeah. Wiz and, and, and Mac, Mac Miller and rest in peace to Mac. Um, I, during that time, I was like, wow, mixtape, what the heck is that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but now I'm like, I get to curate my own. So yeah. like, that's kind of the first step in the process right now is I'm going to drop this mixtape. I got a bunch of dope visuals that I'm going to start pushing. Um, and I'm going to get people to, to respect my rapping capabilities. Because mm-hmm. I feel like because I worked in radio, people... People either know me as the radio guy, as the K Wing guy, yeah. or they know me as, oh, that's he was my sub for Stockton Unified. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they kind of that kind of fogs their memory of, mm-hmm. hey, don't forget, I could rap my ass off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not I can forget. Make music. Yeah, so I'm gonna focus focus on that for the next month. October, I will release this on here. Um, I'm dropping a project called FIFA in okay. October. Uh, shout out, you know what I mean? That's why I brought, brought the shirt, brought the shirt out. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I'm dropping. I've been working on FIFA for a long time. Uh, shout out my brother, um, Soul Seven. Um, uh, he's kind of he's my NR. He's the reason. You know what I mean? He's like a big uh, supporter of mine, and, and I, I've kinda, I feel bad because I've told him I was going to drop this project a long time ago. Yeah. And then he's just like, "Well, man, just do it whenever you're ready." You know? Yeah. So I was going to drop it last World Cup. It didn't feel right because the World Cup landed in December. Oh, yeah, that's right. Instead of in the summer. Yeah, ah, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Why was, it, was that because of COVID? It was because of the heat, I think. Oh, because it was in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that because so you can't play when it's 130 outside. Yeah, what? No. Oh, hot, 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 <laughs> hot. So at that point, I kind of pushed it back. And then now that we have the World Cup coming here, uh-huh. my it's goal. a different thing. Yeah. yeah for, so for the one year, two year, three year goal in 2026, I believe, is mm-hmm. when it's coming. I want to perform, you know what I mean? I want to be like, have a performance for, I want to make a world cup song and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to drop FIFA in October, um, God willing. And then after that, um, do hella performances, bro. I'm Mm -hmm. just, I have a couple, um, coming up. I just got confirmed. I'll be on August 24th. I'll be in Oakland at this Mm -hmm. place called Crybaby. Okay. Uh, opening up for uh, my brother, soul seven, Clayton Williams called En La Disco. It's like a new Bay area, Latin, EDM um, like show that they're putting on and they're going to different cities in the Bay Area. Oh, that's super, sweet. Super dope, bro. Super yeah. dope. And it just so happens that they both work for Empire and they have like different connections to different artists. Yeah. yeah. So Baby Gas is going to be performing that night. Select the MC. Uh, so I'll be there on August 24th, the Thursday. And then I've just got confirmed. I'm performing at the Stockton Ports game. Oh, on sweet. September 1st. Yeah. So pull up on. Yeah. There's a couple of events. So you can, if y'all, if y'all are interested, go yeah. hang out and see him Come perform. Come on out. That's awesome, dude. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so you already brought it up, right? Your mixtape, your album. So the, the you give us the dates one more time on um, uh, on those. Mixtape, uh, August 24th. There's already three songs that are out now. August 24th, the rest of it is going to come out. And then sometime, oh. sometime... Um, Where did I put it? It's time to wake up. No, <laughs> Anyone else getting PTSD right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, you keep going. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so August 24th, uh, the rest of the mixtape, Magine mixtape, Imagine mixtape. Uh, and then uh, October is when I'll release Diverse Volume 3, the FIFA LP. It's okay. Like a FIFA project. Yeah. 
Do you have a specific like sound that you're looking for that? Like, Bro, cause I feel like FIFA songs or FIFA music or like music that's used for the world cup or even just for the games. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's got a lot of movement to it. It's a, right. it's badass is how I look at it. Yeah. I always think of FIFA music like that. Do you have a certain sound that you were trying to, trying to reach for that? Or is it just like you put it together and you're like, this sounds good, <sighs> man. Well, I have been working on it for like four or five years. You know what I mean? Just the concept Damn. of it. Yeah. So a lot of these sounds are coming from old sounds. Yeah. yeah. There's a, I, I know, bro, I have a gut feeling that now that I put out this mixtape, a lot of producers are going to tap in. Mm -hmm. So this next month, two months, I'm going to start getting even newer sounds, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to see, oh, I got some for that. And they're yeah. going to start throwing me stuff. That's so cool. So it's going to be fun. You know what I mean? It's, it, this, bro, like this, this mixtape is obviously fun, rapping, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the FIFA stuff is gonna be really fun because mm -hmm. it's like it's all turn up music. It's mm -hmm. all to have fun and bring everybody together yeah. and bring out food and great music. My my main thing right now, Diego, is like I want to have great music, great food, and great people around me. Yeah, those are the three things I'm like I'm really fine tuning in because I feel like we've all just been suffering a lot, bro. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like there's a lot of shit that's going on, and I want I, I personally I want to contribute to the culture in a way of bringing uniting as many people as we can mm -hmm. and um that's my goal i think that's no pun intended that's my goal. sweet yeah <laughs> you feel no, me? That, that's that's so cool man it's glad you have like a, that's your mission that's part of your mission or your mission right now mm -hmm. so that's awesome mm -hmm. um okay all right man that's all i got uh if uh people want to find you they want to reach out to you uh emails instagram phone uh, i ain't gonna do your phone number but it, yeah you could do your, yeah. <laughs> your social no, media. not, <laughs> not you my number social, nah. your socials that's uh, where the anxiety will come in if yeah. they give them my number oh man it's bad <laughs> yeah share uh social media where can people find yeah, you uh, you can find my all my music so i transitioned my music i took the b out um it's just machine so think of machine like my when i course on machine it's mm -hmm. gonna it's dope right yeah. machine but sin la sin la si la h it's hey they gonna m a g i n so imagine with no i no e at the, just the middle part of imagine search that up m a g i n you can find all my music Spotify mm -hmm. Apple Music everywhere and then my social media is b dot m a g i n okay um so uh, YouTube Instagram uh, Threads now not yeah. <laughs> everything man go pull up all pull right up on me. Well, dude, yeah, thank you. That that's like the long. That was an hour, dude. It didn't even feel like an hour. That was an hour. So, yeah, it was. Well, you know, including the the dog break and all uh, that. But yeah, yeah, it was an hour. So it's all fifty five minutes to talk and do. So yeah, that's definitely a whole lot. Episode uh, one, we got episode two coming out, <laughs> coming baby. Out, yeah, <laughs> I always. And that's one of the things. It's like I always. I want to make episodes where I'm following up with people because mm -hmm. I put like a check, not a checklist, but like you say you're gonna do something, and I I want to check and be like, hey, Bro, did I, it happen? I do want to give you your kudos before we end. Um, the reason I reached out to Diego. Was because in 2018, he you filmed for mm -hmm. my, it was like an album release that I did. So professional, bro. You brought your equipment. You just, to me, bro, professionality is very key. Mm -hmm. And if I can remember that from 2018, five years ago, yeah. um, it's about to be five years in November. Th that was already the key thing. And then I came across the digging, what is it? Digging deep? Digging deep. Digging mm -hmm. deep, right? Mm -hmm. I came across, you've only have like six or seven videos right now on your Instagram, but each one of those, I challenge anyone or I push anyone to go watch all of those. Cause bro, I'm sitting there just getting the 30 second snippets mm -hmm. and I'm like, this fool got cut. What was he doing with like, <laughs> I'm like, Hey yo, like, and it's professional, bro. It sounds great. And to me, like I was just talking to one of my homies. They're like, Oh bro, like you're going to start doing podcasts. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna collaborate with people I believe in mm -hmm. and I want to go. So yeah. kudos to you, my brother, Thank you. for real, Thank because you. Yeah. this is, this is, these are the type of things where it's just like, oh yeah, man, I, I want to make a podcast. I want to, I want to, yeah. you know, just the people it? start bullshitting. Yeah, like, that you have to have this beautiful equipment, and you got, you feel me? You got to have yeah. the, the expertise. You got to be prepared. So 
Yeah, thank you, man. I try. I try my best. I was sweating my ass off twenty minutes before this interview, right? Piecing it together. No, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, just want to say thank you for for uh, sharing sharing your knowledge, sharing your wisdom, um, and your experience just in general with with uh, your music and just being able to share the message. So that's that's the ultimate thing, right? Share your value, share share your lessons, and um, hopefully people. I mean, I, I always say I listen to when I'm driving. Sometimes when I'm on the treadmill or something, I'm walking. Um, but just be a part of someone's day so they can learn something and take that message with them so yeah. um so thank you but for now guys that's all i got uh we thank you for joining deep, in baby. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for uh for joining in. and uh the audio is always up every monday um unless something happens right but every monday i always try and put up put a new episode a new guest so always look out for that on, on apple Podcasts, uh spotify and also on um I think I'm going to go on YouTube podcast eventually. Do it. Uh, Do video it. video form is usually put later in the week. So um, if you subscribe, Digging Deep Pod, uh, both on uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and on uh, TikTok as well. We're also on Are TikTok. On the so where we put the, that's where we put the short form videos there too. So uh, we're all over. So uh, please share the show, guys. If it made you laugh, it made you smile, made you think a little deeper, made you, um, you know, just move your brain a little bit differently than the normal thing of looking through your phone does, please share the show. Tell your mom about it. Tell your aunt about it. I don't care. Tell anybody about it. But um, the purpose is to, to reach out to you guys and make sure that, um, you know, we can bring uh, some entertainment in front of your face and then yeah. take it and share it with the world. So, um, yeah, once again, B, thank you, man. Well, uh, super excited for, for your event that's coming up, and I'll uh, be sure to, to post that up and it's make good. sure people see it. So, um, But, yeah, till next time, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.